بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن الحسن بن علي رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال حفظت من رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم دع ما يريبك إلى ما لا يريبك رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح Continue with the chapter which deals with piety and staying away from things which are doubtful. The narrator of this hadith is the beloved grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As we know, one of the two personalities that when they were in infancy, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sayyida Shababi Ahlil Jannah Al Hassan Al Hussein said the leaders of the youth of Jannah will be my grandsons Hassan and Hussein Radiallahu Ta'ala Anhuma. Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam exhibited great love for them. And for us to have love in our hearts for them also is part of Iman and part of Deen for the family members of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Very few ahadith are narrated by Sayyidina Hassan bin Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Just six or seven ahadith. And it was of a very young age when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away. According to Mawrikhin historians, the age of six or seven. This is one of the ahadith. And we find that this hadith, similar meaning in a broader context, is narrated by Wasila bin Asqa radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, Kultu lin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Aftini an amrin la asalu anu ahadan ba'dak. He says, I went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and I asked him that give me fatwa, give me a ruling, give me guidance with regards to the general affairs of my life. But give me such comprehensive guidance, La as'alu anhu ahadan ba'dak, that I don't ask anyone else after you for anything. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Istafti qalbak. Ask your heart for guidance. When you want fatwa, you want to know if something is permissible or not permissible, then ask your heart, istafti qalbak. So Wasila bin Asqa radiallahu ta'ala says, كَيْفَ لِي بِذَاكَ Ya Rasulullah, what is meant by that? How does one ask his heart? Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, and we find that the words that he told Wasila bin Asqa is exactly the same as this narration of Sayyidina Hassan bin Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Hassan bin Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu in this hadith, from the very introduction of this hadith, we learn the importance of this advice and guideline given by Rasulullah sallallahu in the sense that normally the narrator of the hadith will say, Samiatu Rasulullah sallallahu I heard Rasulullah sallallahu saying this. But Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu doesn't say that. He says, Hafiztu min Rasulullah. Hafiztu means I by hearted this. I learned this very, very important advice which my grandfather Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa gave me. 
As we mentioned, he was of a very young age at the time of the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. From this we learn indirectly the importance of making effort, dini guidance, dini guidelines, instilling basic tenets of deen in our children. At this young age, Rasulullah sallallahu is giving his grandson this advice. And his grandson says, Hafiz to me, I by hearted this, I took this to heart, what I heard from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And what was the advice as we mentioned it in the riwayat of Wasila bin Asqa, where he said, I said to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, tell me something, after this I don't have to ask anyone for anything. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, istafti qalbak, ask your heart, let your heart guide you. Then he said, how, how can I do this? Rasulullah said the same words of this hadith, Da' ma yaribuk ila ma la yaribuk. Is something permissible? Is it not permissible? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I abstain from it? Is it advisable to carry this thing out? Beautifully, Allah Rasulullah gave us a very important guideline. He said, leave, abstain from that which you doubt for something in which there is no doubt. Where there is a doubt already tells you, already tells you that this is, whatever this is, is possibly not permissible. So it is better that you abstain from it. So nevertheless, to continue the riwayat of, of Wasila bin Asqa. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, Leave or abstain from that which is doubtful for something that is not doubtful. And then Nabi Sallallahu said, Even if someone has given you a fatwa and told you it's permissible. Even if someone told you it's permissible, but it creates a doubt in your heart, then it is better for you to abstain from that. So the Sahabi says, Kultu, I said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Kaifa bidaka? Ya Rasulullah, give me further clarification as to how must I practice upon this advice. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Tada'u yadaka ala qalbik, fa inna al-fu'ad yaskunu lil-halal wa la yaskunu lil-haram. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, take your heart and take your hand and place it on your heart. Take your hand and place it on your heart because the nature of man is such that Allah has placed this capacity in the heart of a person that it will find sukoon and peace in that which is halal. And it will never find sukoon and peace in that which is haram. That is why when a person is engaged in excessive guna and sins, we find this bechani, this restlessness that enters the heart. This heart is such, as we see in the previous riwayat, Rasulullah Wasallam said that whenever something is not permissible, it will create this taraddud, it will create this doubt in the heart. And it will create this bechani, this restlessness. And you will find sukoon and peace in obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which is halal. It's mentioned in the riwayat, أَنَّ رَجُلًا سَأَلَ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَقَالَ مَا يَحِلُّ لِي مِمَّا يَحْرُمُ عَلَيَّ one person came to Rasulullah sallallahu and said, tell me what is permissible for me. How can I distinguish between what is halal from that which is haram? What is permissible from that which is impermissible? Raddada alayhi thalathan. 
ثَلَاثَ مِرَارٍ كُلُّ ذَلِكَ يَسْكُتُ النَّبِي صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Three times he asked this question. Guide me. How can I distinguish between that which is halal and that which is haram? Three times he repeated this question. Each time Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam remained silent. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Aina sail Where is the person that was asking the question? This person was called, summoned to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, Anada ya Rasulullah. He said, O Nabi of Allah, I am present. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Faqala bi asabi'ihi. Qala bi asabi'ihi means he pointed with his hand, with his finger. In other words, he emphasized the importance of this. Qala bi asabi'ihi. Ma ankara qalbuk fada'ahu. That which your heart rejects, reject it. That which your heart rejects, reject it. As we've mentioned, my respected brother, several times, that this is where a person has not involved himself in so much of sinning that his heart has lost the capacity to guide him. Where a person's heart has this element of cleanliness, has this element of purity, where he makes toba whenever he commits a guna or commits a sin, then his heart will guide him. Sometimes a person excessively sins as a result of which the heart becomes so debased that no, no feeling is there even when a person is engaged in haram. But generally, this is the guideline given by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Da'ma yaribuk ila ma la yaribuk. What creates a doubt in you, stay away from it towards that which, does, which you do not have any doubt about. Doubt usually develops because of some impermissibility or the other. This is why the doubt is there, because it's not permissible. That is why you are feeling the doubt. One point just to, for us, for our understanding, Ulama Ikram mentioned that this instruction that is found in this hadith, da'a, where Rasulullah uses the imperative command, da'a, leave it alone, stay away from that which creates a doubt. They say this is not an obligatory command, but this is in fact based on taqwa and caution that Rasulullah sallallahu is giving us advice that generally adopt this principle. Because if some, sometimes you doubt something, now because of this hadith, that which you doubt doesn't become haram for you. If a person actually went ahead and did it, and the act itself was permissible, then it will be permissible for you. You will not be gunegar for not practicing upon this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, stay away from that which creates a doubt for you. This is advice given by Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa by way of caution, by way of taqwa, by way of piety. It's not an obligatory injunction. The next riwayat, one Abi Saru'ata, Uqbat ibn al-Harith radiyallahu ta'ala anhu annahu tazawwaja ibnatan li abi ihab ibn aziz fa'atatu imra'atun faqalat inni qad irda'at qad arda'atu uqbata wallati qad tazawwaja biha faqala laha uqba ma alamu annaka arda'atni wala akhbartni فَرَكِبَ إِلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ بِالْمَدِينَةِ فَسَأَلَهُ فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ كَيْفَ وَقَدْ قِيلِ فَفَارَقَهَا عُقْبَ وَنَكَحَتْ زَوْجًا غَيْرَ 
رواہ البخاری There's a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said yahrumu minar rida minar rida ma yahrumu minan nasab We find that there are certain associations or relationships which are not permissible in Islam and we find that generally these are not permissible in any culture for example a person cannot get married to his sister to his own sister or he cannot get married to a blood relative this what this hurmat or this impermissibility is based on lineage it was a very common practice in the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam what we call rida in other words breastfeeding allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself was breastfed by several women It was practiced in Makkah Mukarramah also that the Quraysh or the prominent families, their newborn children, there were women that would, would come who were living in a mountainous region where the air was fresher, etc. Like Halima bint Sa'diyah radiyallahu ta'ala anha. And they would take these young children away. During the breastfeeding period, they would breastfeed them. It was felt it was healthier for them, the mountain air, the climate, etc. And they would bring these children back. Now we find that once someone is breastfed then she becomes the foster mother her own children become foster brothers foster sisters of the child that was breastfed and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said yahrumu min ar-rida ma yahrumu min an-nasab whatever allah whatever association allah has made haram upon you through lineage The same association through breastfeeding is also haram. In other words, if a woman breastfed a male child and she had her own female child, then this male and that female become foster brother and sister. And like through lineage, a brother and sister, nikah is haram between them in exactly the same way between this foster brother and foster sister, nikah will be haram. The reason I'm mentioning this is that so that we can understand the subject matter of this hadith. Obviously, we run out of time. Inshallah, we'll continue. Subhanallah.